Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball to UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Betonline.ag, where the game starts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Believe in OK State podcast. I'm Megan Robinson, joined as always by Eve Batoba and Justin Southwell. And guys, the breaking news just keeps on coming. It's not really breaking anymore, but last week, last Thursday, after we released our podcast, it was officially announced that Texas and OU will join the SEC a year early in 2024. They are paying the, print, the Big 12, a principal of $100 million to leave a year early. What were your thoughts when you heard this news? Well, it's right on brand with OU. Not surprised. What do you know it? The Sooners are leaving sooner than expected. Just like in the land rush of 1889. Couldn't wait upon the great, agreed upon time. So I'm not surprised. Yo, honestly, I am just glad it's over. Um Happy it got done, right? Last week, we didn't even know uh, that it would be getting done at this timetable. But now Oklahoma and Texas have reached an agreement on a deal that, you know, they get to exit the Big 12 Conference one year early, joining the SEC in 2024. And think about this. We didn't even um, know if the Big 12 Conference was going to get anything out of this, right? If they would have just let the contract expire they would have gotten nothing for Texas and Oklahoma leaving. Instead, Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark got something in return. So I thought that this was huge for the conference and huge for the schools that will get paid for it as well. So, you know, the fact that you're able to get a forfeited $100 million in revenue distribution amongst Fox and the other eight schools, I think is, is huge, right? So the Big 12 wins, ESPN wins, Fox wins, Texas and OU win, the SEC wins. Everybody has a start date now. And I think that's the cool thing, right? The Big 12 and the SEC know when they're going to get to start with their new <laughs> with their new conferences. And after March Madness and college football playoffs, we could get another $50 million. So all that, like, it's just really cool that it worked out this way. Yeah, You mentioned Big 12 Commish, Brett Yormark. He said, as I have consistently stated, the conference would only agree to an early withdrawal if it was in our best interest for Oklahoma and Texas to depart depart prior to June 30th, 2025. By reaching this agreement, we are now able to accelerate our new beginnings as a 12-team league and move forward in earnest with our initiatives and future planning. I just, I really respect him. I, you said, Eve, you know, getting something when we could have gotten nothing, but also making sure it's for the best interest of the conference and not just taking any offer to, to move it on. I'm honestly a little bit surprised it is happening in 2024. I half expected it to happen in 2023. Obviously I knew that wasn't going to happen after the season played out, but like around this time last year, I was sort of, it would not have shocked me if, uh, if the announcement made, because it's like at that point, you know, you're leaving, just buy, leave, buy. 
later. We don't want you here. <laughs> Go away. Yeah. And, and and you know what? The Tulsa World had an interview with Chad Weiberg, OSU's athletic director. And he had to say that this whole thing is remarkable. Like July, August, and September of 2021, the national narrative around the Big 12 Conference was clearly not good. Fast forward to today, and it's completely changed. I mean, a complete 180. So Chad Weiberg had a bunch of praise for Brett Yormark. He had a bunch of praise for the former commissioner, uh, Bob Bowlesby. Um, but, you know, to be able to act quickly and add four new teams and to to land a great TV deal before the Pac-12 um, landed their TV deal. And now you're seeing the Pac-12, they're out there just scrambling and trying to figure out what to do. Now. Are they going to add San Diego State? Are they going to add SMU? They're trying to figure out what to do. Meanwhile, your mark's over here like, no, nah, we just got a $2.3 billion media rights deal with ESPN and Fox Sports. We're good at least until 2030, 2030, 30, or 2031. So, I mean, how, how great could that be whenever you just look at tale of the last two years? So, yeah, it's it's been amazing um, just to see the remarkable work that has been done since then. Oh, and your mark and Weiberg are also new. So it's not like this is whole like this kind of happened in Weiberg's first year. I mean, not even first year, first, first couple month. weeks of being yeah. the named the AD. So just and what your mark came in this past summer. Yeah. Yeah. Your mark just came in. Yeah. So it's like props to you for for making waves within your first six to eight months. <laughs> Yeah. And you know what? What else was interesting is for the first time in at least 10 years, this was just released last week. The SEC showed nearly a four percent revenue decline during the 2022 fiscal year. So this was according to um, the conference's federal tax records. So college football's or well, really college sports is most profitable conference. They reported that they had eight hundred and two million dollars in 2022, which is down from eight hundred thirty three million dollars in 2021. I know, right? It's crazy. It's so much money. <laughs> so, so you take you look at the fourteen members of the SEC. They're gonna all get about forty nine point nine million dollars, a decrease of about four point seven million dollars from twenty twenty one. Now, I think some of those numbers might be skewed because there was a TV rights deal that was negotiated in twenty twenty one, and everybody got um, some type of bonus. Um, but still, you know, like okay, things are declining. It might be temporary, so we'll see how things change whenever Texas and OU actually go into the conference. But for now, you're just like, okay, SEC, let's see what y'all got going. And OU, Texas, enjoy, you know, six wins, seven wins, whenever, whenever you get out. So I, I hope that every single stadium that they play in just gives it to them and that they feel uh, the warm unwelcome uh, from from being in all those places. Yeah, I was just going to add to uh, kind of what we were mentioning earlier for your mark, you know, coming in, stepping up, you know, right from the beginning. I just love that when we hit, when he was hit with the news that OU in Texas wanted out, you know, he basically just treated him like assets and, and got him out of there and was able to get some money uh, from yeah. it instead of just letting them go and not getting anything out of the deal. So major props there. And then, a lot of people are still talking about, you know, he, he mentioned 12 teams that we're moving forward with, but it sounds like we're probably going to go after and, and uh, try to poach some other teams out there and continue to build on the Big 12's brand and get some more teams in here. So, yeah, hey, I'm interested to see how all that comes out. 
I was just going to add, I've mentioned in previous episodes that he comes from Rock Nation Sports, where he was the chief operating officer. So he understands brand and he understands brand really well. So I don't know. I've never met the guy. I'd really like to meet him, but he just seems like somebody I trust. You know, I just for whatever I just trust the way that he operates based on what he's been able to do over the past couple of months. It almost inadvertently feels like we have Jay-Z running our uh, conference, you know, coming from Rock Nation. Hey, shout out to Jay-Z, man. Good job. I'll get it done. Mr. Yormark, if you are listening or watching and would like to be a guest on the Believe in OK State podcast, we will have you on anytime, you know, offer offers open. So please, please, sir. The yes, rock entertainment, in the entertainment value. Just we need, we need some of it. Come on. Come on. <laughs> the rock is in the building. Well, well so here here's one negative about this whole thing happening as we don't get um, you know, those regular wins against Texas anymore. <laughs> you know, it was always nice to kind of look at that and just kind of chalk that one up on the on the win column. I think over the what over the last twelve seasons, OSU was eight and four against Texas. Is that it? Right. I think that's right. Yeah, something around that. And that's probably one aspect of Tom Brady. Or Tom Brady, what the heck? <laughs> that is one aspect of Mike Gundy's coaching <laughs> career that uh, needs to get recognized a lot more. Whenever he took over as the head coach, you had UT was just beating up OSU regularly and handsomely. And then he's been able to just flip that around on his head and say, like, nah, we ain't taking that no more. And every time we go down there, we just put a spanking on them to the point where Austin, Texas is really still watered down south, you know, just take over with the brightest orange. So, you know, a little bittersweet that we don't get to get that dub anymore. I can see how you got those two confused, you know, two of the, just mixing up some of your goats, I guess. I do have a note about Michigan in the doc as well. So you could have Michigan, Brady, you know. I have no idea where the subconscious came from. Yeah. Uh, and, and for those, why you have Michigan in the Big 12 podcast in Oklahoma State? A key part of the deal was a game flip of the non-conference matchup between Texas and Michigan. That was a key part of the deal. I mean, I I don't understand this the way that you guys both do. Um, I kind of a very surface level. But why why was that a factor? What what logic is there as to why that would be a factor in this early exit deal? Yeah, I mean, from what I was able to tell, uh, just TV contracts, money, all that played a uh, it played a part in. Basically, Fox was like set to lose a ton of money, obviously with OU and Texas leaving, but with that Michigan and Texas game, you've got two of college football's elite blue blood historical programs that are going to battle it out. And of course that is going to draw a ton of attention on TV. And, you know, with the location originally, it was set to be uh, in Austin in 2024 because they had that home and home and it was like 2024 in Austin, 2027 in Ann Arbor, and they went ahead and flipped that, which basically just ensures Fox is going to be able to pick up that game instead of that going to ESPN or another yeah. network. So them being able to grab hold of that and whatever revenue that comes from it. And of course, you've got, you know, 2027 is quite a ways away, so we don't know exactly who is going to get that yet. Plus, you don't know what the outlook of those teams, what Texas will look like at that point, what Michigan might look like at that point. As it stands right now, you know, looking ahead to 2024, it's a lot more of a reasonable assumption. Both of these teams are going to be, you know, pretty good. And that's going to draw probably 
you know, millions more viewers than any other normal college football game. So yeah, having that as basically just guaranteed cash for Fox. Yeah. Let's go ahead and do this. Let's make that part of the deal and we'll call it good. No, exactly. And gosh, what a year it's been for Fox. I mean, not only did they have the Super Bowl this year, but when you look at the playoffs in the NFL, they had all these huge market teams because they, they got to have the Niners game. They had the Cowboys. They had the Eagles. They had the Giants. So you talk about those four huge markets, like the TV ratings were through the roof. And uh, I'm pretty sure that there were some records set for like the most watched playoff games in, in, in history. So now they get to do that kind of, you know, kind of do that on the on the college football front as well. So, you know, that's going to be cool. And I would assume that Bedlam this season it's probably going to be a night game. It's probably going to be a prime time, and 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 Fox is going to air that one out too. So, um, it'll it'll be cool to see. You know, we talked about it before, but you know, Bedlam is probably going to be a standalone rivalry game that week since it's not the last game of the season, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, everybody gets to see us. So, you know, just got to show up and show out. Speaking of Bedlam and your point, William, what you guys were saying about how we've dominated Texas in recent years, in the last 10, 12 years or so. Okay. We have not done well historically in Bedlam. Has not happened. Gundy's what, three and 15, two and 16 as a coach. I don't want to bring up a sore subject. I bring this up to say if slash when. When we win this final bedlam for the foreseeable future, does that kind of help wipe away some of the pain from this rivalry's history? I mean, I, I definitely think so. I, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? Because, I mean, okay, let, let me just say this. There is and there should be a ton of pressure for Coach Gundy to get this final bedlam win because – like, I don't I don't know. Like however you want to spin it, just spin it positively, okay? Like no pressure, no diamonds. Sure. Um, pressure is a p- privilege. Great. Just spin it positively and take that as a positive form of motivation. Okay. The last thing I want to hear from Coach Gundy at this point is that Bedlam is just another game to these players. It's not. It's not just another game. It's not another game in basketball, in wrestling, in baseball. Why would it be in football? And it's not just another game like in any other college football program for their rival. I've never heard any Michigan players say Ohio State is just another game. Never heard that from Auburn players talking about Alabama is just another game. Like I have no idea where Gundy got that notion. And I've heard him say recently, like look around at the NFL and you see Cowboys and Eagles or what do you say? Bears and Packers pregame. It's like a giant love fest, right? You can't compare college football rivalries to the NFL. Like they're not the same at all because these guys are getting drafted or traded to whatever that city is. You choose where you're going to play college football. And part of that decision is knowing or getting to know your rival and then hating them. It's just part of it. (laughs) So it should not just be another game. You have to do everything you can to win this last bedlam because you don't have bragging rights for just the next 365 days. It can last for generations. So you have to win this game. 
Yeah, there's a certain mantra that coaches try to lean into that's, uh, hey, it's just another nameless, faceless opponent. And I've heard it in the locker rooms. I've heard it from different coaches. And I don't know where it originates, but you even hear it this year. I think LSU has said it in basketball. I think, you know, you, you hear it all the time in baseball. And it's at the point now where you know what's at stake and the players know what it's, what's at stake. Don't try to preach to anybody that this is just another nameless, faceless appointment, uh, you know, game. You know, not only is it not that, but I think you need to actually lean into the rivalry, like just lean into mm-hmm. the hatred a little, a little bit. You know, I hope that it's it's most likely going to be sold out. Um, I hope that I don't see any shade of red or any sighting of any of that. I hope it is completely oranged out for the last, you know, bedlam game in the foreseeable future. And any OK State fan that can make it, please make it out there. But I think it's it's really going to be one of those things where it's going to take every single member of Cowboy Nation uh, to give people the energy that they need to, to make it happen. If it's not going to come from the coaching staff, then at least let it be felt in Boone Pickens Stadium. Yes, I mean, that the positive energy, everybody and Cowboy Nation is behind you, Coach Gundy, and behind the players to win this game. You know how I know it's not just another game? We're talking about it on February 13th or whenever you're going to listen to this podcast. It's like something that's been scheduled, like circled on the schedule way in the offseason. We're talking about it right now and how big of a deal this game is. So it is not just another game. Let's go. OSU Athletics, if anyone, you know, Justin Williams, if you're listening to this, uh, maybe we should make that the blackout game. It's early November, the last two years, blackout's been in November. If it's a night game, I mean, two years ago when we had that blackout TCU game, that atmosphere was unreal. So anyone with power to make that happen, make that happen, please. I think that that would be sick for your final blackout going to OU's funeral. <laughs> nice. This is one of the one of the rare times where I'm just like I do not care what we wear, just win. I'm with the olds hardcore on this right now. Just win. I don't care. More than likely it will be orange, but uh yeah, just win. Just win. Just win. Yeah. Hey, if we could wear my favorite combination, you know, I'd love it with the black, black, orange. But you know what? I'm not I'm not mad at going just classic OSU on this one, right? <laughs> white helmets, orange jerseys, black, white pants. And just say, we are OSU. This is who we are. Because here are some of the implications that you also have to think about. This team in Oklahoma, all right, in Texas, they're leaving. They're going to the SEC. We're staying in the Big 12. Going forward, we really have an opportunity to establish ourselves as the big dogs in the conference, right? And you know, you have TCU. You know, you got Baylor. You got Kansas State. That's all fine and dandy. But look at, like, what we can do in recruiting, right? You get to now – you know, if you go and you beat both of these schools on their way out, now you get to say, no, it's, th- th- there's a change in the tide. Look what we're doing now. And you don't even have to compete against them anymore. Look, geographically, it's different from where you get to travel. If we add on different schools that are further out west, it's completely different. So it's really the start of a brand new Big 12. And I think that you start the way that you finish. And we have to finish the right way with these two schools being in the conference for the final season. I actually really like your idea for white, orange, white, because this, I mean, like you said, it is OSU. This is us, right? This is our base look. And when we win Bedlam, the clips that are going to be played for the next decade or however long 
of us beating OU. Like we need to, we need to look the best. We need to look like OSU, not just, you know, whatever random combination we decide to, to wear one week. I think that uh, white, orange, white would be like what it's we classic. need to wear. I like it. Yeah, it's classic. Yeah. And uh, one positive note, unless we see them in the Big 12 championship, you don't have to worry about We already did that last year, and they're not on the schedule for the regular season this year. So big plus. You, there. S- you said we don't have to worry about what? Beating Texas. Oh. We already did it. You froze up. So we can, we don't have to worry about, and you just kind of cliffhanger right there. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Well, you don't have to worry about beating Texas because they weren't on the schedule for the regular season. You might run into them in the big 12 championship. But, uh, yeah. All you have to do is focus on beating OU and really like every big 12 team, I would imagine they are going to be giving it their all against OU and Texas this year so that they can say the exact same thing we're wanting for Oklahoma state. Ah, you know, we beat you on the way out. So by the time we play these guys, they're going to have had it against, you know, an elevated sense, Kansas state, Iowa state, these guys like tough teams are going to be coming at them with everything they've got in the same way that we should be. And so I just think it's setting up well for us. Wouldn't it be fun if neither team had like any big 12 wins? I mean, it's that's the dream, Meg. That is the dream. But like, can't we just like, you know, wouldn't that be great? Bye. Yo, I, pay, I tell I you, everything. Like, I y- y'all know me. I really don't like that school in Norman, but I'm fine with the you know with the school in Austin. It's I, of course I want to beat them always, but like I don't know. I don't hate them. I hate OU, but like I just you know I just kind of don't like Texas, but I really hate OU. So like you know Texas, y'all can go ahead and have eight wins. You know, go go, go ahead. But like, I just don't. Just- Texas to win the Big 12 their last year. Like, that's oh, what I don't want. Like, absolutely you know, not. Freaking leave and win. Yeah. Sorry. We, don't have to, we don't even have to worry about that. We've got that taken care of. So Didn't you pick them to be in the Big 12 championship? Which is it? They're going to be in it. They're not going to win it. What are you talking about? They're not going to be in it. Well, we can talk about that again. TCU August. versus OK State. In the Big Twelve title game, BYU? OK State way, <laughs> and Megan randomly saying BYU. Who knows what? <laughs> Go Cougs! Um, what if it's Bedlam Part Two? Yo, that would be crazy. I would but lose also, my mind. Key, like I would love that, but also hate it because you don't. I'd be so stressed out. It, yeah, exactly. Yes. It's like yeah. you, you know, it's one thing if you lose to literally any other big 12 team in the big 12 championship it sucks still sucks but to lose to that team you're like oh out of all the pressure that i just talked about the stakes are that much higher yes yeah yeah like, so and everything honestly, you just said times 10 yeah i mean and like when we played in 21 and we lost the big 12 championship like we still had bedlam but it still kind of stung because like we didn't finish the job so to go in and beat bedlam regular season and then if they can be like well we beat you when it really counted it's like yeah damn it you're right <laughs> but it's gonna be a gonna it's not gonna happen we're not gonna worry about that because OU is not making the big 12 championship nope won't allow it but Talking about this season more a little bit with all of this, I feel like this early departure, like, do you think it's going to be a little bit weird this season? Because this is, this is the, the, the temporary big 12. Like we have these four teams coming in They're you know, I, I think OU faces um, like Cincinnati and Houston or BYU. They UCF, face yeah. 
Yeah. And like, I can't remember who, every, but it's just like this kind of this weird dynamic now. Cause it's like, well, are we going to be focused on the new teams? Are we going to be more focused about beating Texas and OU? Like, what do you think the vibe will be this year? Yeah. Yeah. I think the vibe is clear. Beat who's on your schedule. <laughs> you know, just whoever you got to play, go ahead and whoop them. Uh, with that being said, it's definitely going to be weird because it's like, OK, we get a one year farewell tour, one right. year welcome in tour. What are we doing here? You know, like, hey, I'm here, but tomorrow I'm leaving. Hey, we just got here. I'm Houston. OK, we're going to play you once and never play you again. What are we doing? So it is going to be a little bit of weird. We don't know what the pods are. We don't know if they're going to be divisions in the Big 12 going forward. The SEC doesn't even have that figured out about how it's going to work out scheduling-wise with OU and uh, Texas. So, yeah, going to be strange. But, you know, you just take it as it comes. Yeah, I, I want to say that this is going to be the strongest year for the Big 12 because OU is OU and Texas are still in it. And the perception is they're the two historically best teams in the conference. So once they leave, I would imagine that people are going to be looking down on the Big 12 even more than they might already. But if a team like Oklahoma State can win in the midst of this, then I just think that that strengthens the brand even more. So it's very important for us to use that and carry that momentum into the new Big 12. Hey, people ain't going to look down if Rock Nation has anything to say about it. Brett, your mark we trust, baby. Let's go. My only wish is that everything was kind of happening at once. Like, OU and Texas were leaving and the four new teams were coming in. So it was just like a complete fresh start, not this weird sort of, you know, makeshift situation going on. But yeah. what can you do? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, though, I'm, I'm Brett Yormark's biggest fan right now. Um, I love, look, I, y'all know me. I love the business of sports in general. I love um, college sports. Uh, at one point, I wanted to become a commissioner in, in for one of the Power Five conferences. Like, that was my dream, was to become a commissioner. So I love just paying attention to TV rights and realignment and all this stuff that comes with it. Uh, I might just go and make a Brett Yormark t-shirt, like an animated t-shirt, just wear his face on it and be like, hey, I, I don't know what the slogan is going to be yet, but I'm a big fan of this guy. Your, your guy, your marks, your guy. Your marks, your Ooh, yeah, you might be on to something there. You might be on to something. I'm really good at campaign slogans. Nice. I was student council president. Okay, hey, that's where MEG for CFP came from. Exactly. I don't remember my campaign slogan, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the fall with, you know, the temporarily new Big 12 and how those other two teams down south fair and hopefully it's not well we do have another new addition to our roster for the upcoming season super excited gabriel rodriguez the younger brother of osu superstar and fan favorite malcolm rodriguez announced last week that he will be joining the cowboys as a preferred walk-on he is 5'9", 164 pounds he played on both sides of the ball defensive back and a do-it-all type player on offense they're saying he'll probably play safety. So, Eve, you're getting another DB to your squad. He totaled more than 100 tackles on defense last year as a senior, and he had almost 1,500 all-purpose yards on offense and helped lead wow. his team to a state title. Like 100 tackles and then almost 1,500 all-purpose yards. Like, I'm sorry. What? That's an athlete. No, that ain't no athlete. That's what an <laughs> F. That's an athlete. Athlete. He'd love to see it. 
what? I mean, they're saying he's probably going to play safety, but how beneficial is it to have a player like that who can go offense, defense, and hey, maybe even some special teams? Who knows? Yeah, I think the biggest benefit to that, honestly, is kind of understanding how ball carriers think. Like, hey, hey, if I got the ball this way, I'm I'm thinking about doing this. Or if I have good vision, I'm thinking about making this move. And for whatever reason, you see um, instinctively, like whenever those guys decide to go on just one side of the ball, they tend to um, – you know, just better, be, have better intuition um, than the other players. So that's one thing I'm excited about. How dope would it be if we get a, a nice legacy story like the Watt brothers, you know, J.J. Watt, T.J. Watt. If you get a cool mm-hmm. Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, Rondé Barber, Tiki Barber type of story. You know, these guys, same university. They're coming out of here. They both go to the NFL. They get to play in the Super Bowl against it. Like, how cool was that? would that be? So I'm excited for that. I think it's a it's a good, shine, a good sign of just legacy um, within the Oklahoma State uh, family. So um, I'm excited for, for Lil Rodriguez to come on board. The aspect of him being just that pure athlete, you you got to love it because you can really put them anywhere on the field, especially like you said, Meg, for special teams. Guy that kind of comes to mind for me, Justin Gilbert. He played quarterback when he was in high school and then he came and played corner at Oklahoma State. Not saying that he's going to be at that level, but he could be. I mean, why not? Why not? Um, he can come in here and develop. Now playing safety, uh, we do have some some studs at safety. So, he will be learning from some very great players at that position. And if he slots in somewhere else and makes a huge impact early on in special teams, we will welcome you with open arms, just like Malcolm. So That's right. Yeah. That's right. And yo, how dope is it? Can we just give some credit to their parents? Right? You talk about <laughs> Roman and, and, and Shana Rodriguez of them just being able one their genetics right thank you for for that but also two the fact that you're just releasing these beasts of human beings coming out you know what malcolm has done you just read off um those stats megan and then i think they have another brother too who's like a a, a pro level bodybuilder i'm just like yo who are these who are these superhumans and let us like let's get you to a lab so we can get more oklahoma state athletes to come out so props to y'all good job raising your kids also, Eve, you've, you've talked a lot about player relations and building the alumni network within the team. What does it say that Malcolm's little brother, Gabriel, wants to come to Oklahoma State? Like, what, what does that sort of say about the program? Because I'm sure Malcolm had something to say about it. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be the people that you trust that are going to really tell you the details. I, hey, the things that you want to know, the things that you don't want to know. Let me talk to my person that was already there. Let me talk to my brother. If I have a brother that was there and evidently he's saying some good things about the university for him to commit there. Um, I, I haven't looked at his rivals profile. I don't know how many different offers he had and if he had a whole bunch of different options, but the fact that he's actually committing to the school where um, he gets to have the in, you know, he has the in, he knows all the details. He probably has some relationships with people there. Um, I think it says a lot says a lot. And uh, whenever you can get one of your alums to actually go and tell somebody else, hey, you need to come over here. That's a good thing. Um, hopefully that can be a situation where, um, you know, you people who move on from the program can go and get recruits from other parts of the country that aren't related to them <laughs> to come to the program as well. But um, no, it's, it's, it's definitely a step in the right direction. I think there's more to say about the family aspect of it. 
uh, feeling like home because he could technically, and we've seen other potential legacies. They end up going other places. Uh, Texas and Michigan comes to mind for some of the younger brothers of players that we had here starting that, that did really well. So the fact that he saw his brother come in here, uh, they treated Malcolm well. You know, There weren't any politics. Best man for the job. He got to play. And he, he really was. He was looked at as an undersized linebacker who developed not only into a pro, but he was like a candidate for rookie of the year. Yeah. So why would you want to go anywhere else whenever you can do that here in your own backyard and just make a name for yourself, but also you have the the Rodriguez name already incorporated with a, a fan base of people who already are going to love you and welcome you with open arms. So it just makes sense in that aspect. And uh, yeah, I'm totally looking forward to him coming here. Brian Nardo, Nardog, have at it. Man. Don't, hey, get us right, baby. We got the Rodriguez brothers coming through. Let's go. The one last thing I'm going to say about making your own name. I do think there's an added pressure, though. You're coming here and your brother is one of probably the most loved players to come through Oklahoma State. You know, he was here for four or five years, graduated from here, and you know, he, to me, he really exemplifies the program. So to then also come here to be close to family and see what it did for your brother, you're also like, well, I have this expectation to live up to because you're forever Malcolm's little brother. And how do you become Gabriel? Yeah. I mean, if you look at people who are related that have come through Oklahoma state, you have Rashawn Woods, Dewan Woods, Donovan Woods, everybody knows the Woods brothers. Um, and, you know, they, they, I, I, well, look, I don't know how much pressure, right, they felt from, you know, all three of them having come through the program. But if there's one person that probably had pressure coming through here was uh, Barry Sanders Jr., okay? And he was still here. So, hey, you're going to be all right. As good as Malcolm was, he wasn't Barry Sanders, all right? So, Gabriel, <laughs> come on over. You'll be all right. <laughs> and I'm not, say- I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that there is that added level to it where it's like good for you rise to the challenge be better you know yeah hey as long as you get to carve out your own legacy that's the only thing that matters yeah you know there's another aspect that i just thought of but uh you have a guy that is committed to oklahoma state you've already got the kind of loyal and true aspect where you don't necessarily have to worry about re-recruiting him to come back every year and worry about him going into the transfer portal so i think that's a nice uh maybe a, like another aspect of it that coaches are probably thinking about, but fans probably haven't thought too much about yet. Do maybe. I don't know. Every, everybody's different. So <laughs> I could be totally wrong on that. Well, I was just going to add, not caring about the transfer portal is a myth as we have come to find out, you know, Gundy will go and say, Hey, we don't care about the transfer portal. Next thing you know, he's cleaning house in the transfer portal. So only because he has to, well, look, all I know is what he tells the media versus what he tells the locker room, as I have seen firsthand, sometimes are not congruent. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Be interesting. Before we go, couple and by couple, I mean a shout out, one shout out in our little news and notes section. John Michael Wright, men's basketball player here at OSU, named Big 12 Newcomer of the Week. Last week, he hit the game-winning shot against Texas Tech. And then over the weekend, he scored 19 points in the win over 
Iowa State, we all know how you feel about the Cyclones. It was Iowa State's first home loss this season. They were 12-0 and entering that game. And he scored 19 points and helped the Cowboys get that win. So congrats to John Michael Wright on that honor this week. Great work, buddy. Hey, the OSU basketball program has gone through enough over the past couple of seasons. It is so cool to see, um, you know, the success that they're having this year. And, yo, March is going to be crazy. March is going to be crazy. So I'm just I'm looking forward to see how they end this. Some this would time. say mad. March will be mad. And Eve, I want to point out, not just the men's team is finding their stride right now. The women's team is also doing. Oh, yes. Very well. I think I saw a, a, a graphic today that like Kevin Clintworth and all of our winter sports teams have been crushing it. We have like one loss so far this month. And, you know, the women have are, have gone four and oh, as of our recording men's basketball has been doing well. Wrestling's been killing it. Uh, they have Bedlam coming up this week, too. It's on Thursday. So when this is released, we have Bedlam wrestling. And it, again, if you have is that never just been, is that just another match or it's, you think that there's yeah. a rivalry aspect to that? Hmm. Oh, Bedlam wrestling is hmm. if you have never been to Bedlam wrestling, go. I'm not a wrestling fan. And it was so much fun. Highly recommend it. Bedlam wrestling is also is always intense. Let me tell you all another sport where Bedlam is always intense and that's softball anytime yes. softball season comes around and you know OU versus OSU come together in that diamond it gets real so um you know I, I'm starting to think that the reason why Texas and OU might be leaving is because of all these other sports are looking at us in the month of February and they're like how do we compete with that yeah. so you know it's yeah. all good I just want to say that Oklahoma State actually has the edge in the Bedlam series in all sports so I know everyone focuses oh, on football but True story. Oklahoma State has the edge overall. So we, they just by OU, far. OU likes to conveniently ignore the other, however many sports, because they're not beating us in all of those. Just football, but we do have the edge. I don't forget that stuff. So take that, OU. Yeah, suck it. Fuck <laughs> it, OU. I wasn't going to say that again. It's a family show, Justin. But you, I am. Can you bleep so. that out? Well, with that. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the Believe in OK State podcast presented by Bet Online. I'm Meg, joined as always, Justin and Eve. Guys, like, share, subscribe, comment, follow. If there's anything you want to hear us talk about, suggest it. You know, it's the off season. We need content. So, yeah, we want to hear what you guys want to hear. Again, thanks as always for listening. Suck it, OU, and go, Pooh! Mm. Go Pokes. Go Pokes.